Alrighty, and welcome to episode 24 of the Bryce Kicks Podcast. Appreciate you joining me today. This is going to be a very special one, and I have a lot planned for you. There's going to be a new setup of the podcast with some cool segments that I'm excited to be showing you guys. Um, So first off, we're going to do a bit of a rundown on some sneaker news, and then after that, we are going to be looking at some style tips for you guys, as well as, you know, some cool movies, some new music that I have been checking out recently, Um, just giving you more lifestyle content, so I figured, you know, the podcast can be a good place and good forum to do that. Now, when it comes to, um, you know, doing a bit of a sneaker rundown, sometimes it'll be, you know, a cool shoe that I want to spot spotlight as well so keep a lookout for that and in this episode we are going to be going over the all-star preview for 2020 the all-star game is coming up not this weekend but the weekend after that and i believe it starts off on the 14th which is valentine's day and it's also uh, on a friday as well so exciting stuff happening same weekend i'm also going to is it the same weekend i'm also heading to florida soon so i'm excited to be um, you know, heading to some warmer weather, Toronto, Canada, freezing cold, um, and lots of snow these times as well. It's weird, you know, we have the whole holiday season, which is fun and exciting, and I absolutely love it when it's, you know, white and and uh, filled with lots of snow and everything, but come January, things just get cold and bitter, very gray, and then February is sort of a bit of a roll off of that as well, so I think February is actually a great month to get away. Either way, like I said, All-Star Weekend is coming up, so let's get into some of the amazing sneakers. And number one is the Off-White Air Jordan 5. I think that is really, you know, the headliner of the entire weekend, and it's an amazing shoe. And there's a lot to talk about, and I think that there's an overall theme of um, all of the sneakers, or some of the sneakers, in especially from Jordan Brandt, um, and that is you know, this sort of used vintage look to it. Uh, Now, I'll give you a couple examples of that. So first thing is the Off-White Air Jordan 5. This is a unique uh, shoe. There aren't shoes that look like this one, you know, in terms of material choice, in terms of design style, but there are a couple elements of it that sort of relate back to that theme I just mentioned of sort of vintage used sneakers. And the number one being the Yellow Soul. So... Yellow soles are definitely an indicator of an aged shoe, you know. Um, you know, I have shoes that are yellowed. I have a pair of Air Jordan 5s just to my left. Um, the entire translucent sole is completely yellow. I've had those since 2005. Um, and, yeah, it's it's just, a, like I said, it's a marker of old and wear. And um, it's just kind of shitty that uh, the translucent um, changes, but it's also a marker of, Hey, you know, I've been in this for a while, you know, even maybe you prefer the yellowing and, uh, it's just interesting how, you know, on the, uh, on the Air Jordan five, the, it's sort of been embraced, you know, the shoe can't yellow any more than it can because it's already coming to you yellowed. So, uh, you know, when I was getting into the sneaker game, it was, it was something that you didn't want. People would store them in specific ways so that they wouldn't yellow. And the way that they would do that often was putting them in bags, Ziploc bags, the shoes. Um, some people will even take it a step further and put in them um, in those static-proof um, computer hardware bags. They're like sort of this reflective material to them. And uh, people would do that so that the dust wouldn't get in, and then they would put them in the box. Um, and so people would go to these extreme lengths. They would even shoe dye 
the the actual translucent soul they would put some type of solution on it and then put it in the sun for like eight hours or something so that the it would actually the time would go back and the shoes would actually it was almost like a bleaching process for the shoe so people put in a lot of hours and you know put a lot of effort into ensuring that the shoes wouldn't yellow and now with this off-white edition of the air jordan 5 we're actually seeing that the shoes are coming to us pre-yellowed so it's sort of embracing this old and i think that there's a couple markers and couple key indicators of some sneaker trends that have actually led to this moment and one of them being um and it's a shoe that i often refer back to and i think that looking back this is going to be a really amazing shoe or no a more pivotal pivotal shoe than we once um thought of and that is the sean witherspoon air max 197 now, one of the key factors of this shoe is the fact that it was corduroy. Now, the Air Jordan 5 isn't a corduroy shoe, but one of the things with this corduroy material is that you'll notice that it actually frays over time. And, uh, you know, people have been customizing and distressing the shoes often, but I think that that shoe in particular, you know, seeing Sean, because he had the shoes months in advance before the release and seeing how he was wearing them, destroying them, and then they sort of there was this fraying effect of the actual corduroy material that was actually uh, um, that was actually showing that you know the shoe distresses over time and suddenly it becomes this brand new shoe but the more you wear it it becomes something else and I think that another shoe similar to that is the Lance Mountain Air Jordan ones same sort of deal the more you wore the shoe or technically the more you skated in them because it was the, the paint of the shoe wouldn't actually come off on its own. There was an all white uh, Converse Margiela uh, sneak collab that came out, same sort of deal. You know, you wore the shoes and the paint would chip off to reveal uh, this new effect to it. So I think that those shoes in particular are ones that sort of led up to this point where, you know, it, it, they're actually celebrating and embracing the fact that, you know, you can wear a shoe and in, instead of being upset or pissed about that instead of being upset and pissed that it is changed and is be and is starting to show age we're actually embracing it and and that's one of the i think the key features for me the first thing i noticed when i saw it um you know was definitely the fact that uh there was a yellow sole so it's like whoa these shoes actually coming to you pre-yellowed so very interesting um another key indicator of the shoe that sort of stands out to me is actually the or not actually but is the fact that there's holes in the shoe so it's interesting to see from a design standpoint that there are these circular holes missing from the shoe. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, but I think it was the um, it was the Air Jordan 2010, I believe it was called. It was first debuted by um, Dwayne Wade because uh, he was a Jordan athlete. He wore these shoes and there was actually a hole on the medial and lateral side of the shoe. Translucent hole. Um, it was sort of like this window into the shoe and it was something very bold and unique design. And I feel like this somehow draws inspiration from that. Or, um, you know, you can definitely look back at that shoe and think, Hey, without this shoe, we wouldn't have seen, you know, the air Jordan five, like it's been designed today for this off white edition. Um, so the fact that there's holes, there's holes on the tongue, there's holes on the left side. And, um, they know they're not completely trans. The one on the whole on the, on the tongue rather is completely translucent. And I think it's cool cause you could technically also use it as like a pull tab for slipping the shoe on, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but either way, you know, the shoe itself, it has this charcoal gray upper. It's sort of look, I haven't obviously seen it in hand and most people don't have the shoe. Um, so I haven't really seen how they've been rocked, but 
it's interesting to see that it has this charcoal gray colorway and it almost as looks as if it's the same material as the Nike Adapt elements, um, Nike React elements, I believe. I can't remember. Um, but the Element 55s or whatever, uh, same sort of deal, uh, had this translucent material to it. And it's, it's also pretty interesting to me how taste buds change over time, right? So I'm mentioning that, you know, back in the day, yellow soles weren't celebrated and now we're seeing an Air Jordan 5 coming with yellow soles. Same with this little translucent, translucent window to it. The Air, the Air Jordan 2010 was not a sought after shoe. It was something that people were sort of a bit confused about, right? They had seen it and um, they weren't really sure what to make out of it. And it was very bold, bold design. And um, yeah, people were confused. And now it's, you're seeing it come back and it's celebrated. And another example of that would be um, you know, the, is it Esco Air Force One? No, shit, what was it called? There are a pair of Air Force Ones that came out a number of years ago, like I'm talking in the early 2000s, Esco, Esco, I can't remember what it's called, uh, and it was an Air Force One that had the entire toe box of the shoe was completely translucent. It was made of this plastic material, you can see straight through it, you can see your socks. And uh, people were like, blast they're like, oh my God, do I wear it with socks? Do I wear it without? Like people weren't sure to wear it because the thing is, is that when you wear it without socks, your feet absorb, like they get so warm and hot in there that it actually starts, there's like condensation that builds up in the shoe and it looks completely ridiculous. And um, I think that that trend has sort of come, come back and it's come full circle and now it's being celebrated. So an example of that would be the uh, Nike Dunks that came out collab with a high-end designer shoe fuck i can't remember my memory slipping me right now but it was a nike dunk high translucent paneling right so toe box medial lateral side translucent uh plastic material same with the blondie nike uh, adidas superstars that came out translucent you know and i think it's amazing how people are getting more and more creative with how they're wearing shoes and you know you see people wearing it with different colored socks and i personally think it's a really clean look i love when people wear say like a highlighter yellow colored sock and you actually you see it sort of peeking through in the shoe itself um and i i think it's cool so this sneaker right here has design elements of all of that and uh, it, it's really great. It has, it sort of draws inspiration from the classic black metallic fives with, you know, the midsole and that aggressive, you know, fighter jet look to it. So, um, and they also threw on white laces. So I think it's pretty cool. And it has the classic, uh, you know, off-white elements to it with, you know, the hang tag and also the shoelaces on um, the actual laces itself. So moving on. To this amazing shoe off from this amazing shoe so that'll also retail you 225 us um so be on the lookout for the actual release date i think it's still tbd but these this is part of that all-star release so keep on the lookout for that so another thing last thing is that resale of course is going to be pretty crazy on these they seem to be a very uh, you know a shoe that's in high demand right now so if you guys you know want to get on early on that air jordan 5 wave you can definitely do that by uh, uh checking out those sneakers 
Next up is a Social Work Air Jordan 1K O's. Um, this is an interesting shoe too. It, um, it's sort of like a half a collaboration with uh, Chance the Rapper's non-for-profit called Social Work. Um, you know, they do a lot of uh, uh, community work in, in, in Chicago. So I think it's amazing that, you know, he's showing love to his hometown city. Um, but he also is able to, I don't know if he designed it or what the deal is, but he's also able to, you know, get a little bit of a Air Jordan sneaker under his wing. It is an Air Jordan 1 overall. So just in case any of you guys don't know the difference between uh, an Air Jordan 1 high and Air Jordan 1 low compared to the Air Jordan 1 KO is that the KOs are actually a mid-cut sneaker. So they're a little bit lower profile than the highs. And you can sort of tell this on the collar area. It just sits a little bit shorter. And um, they're actually made from canvas. So all Air Jordan 1 KOs are made from canvas. And um, I guess in terms of the sneaker world, it's seen of as a less luxury uh, component to it. So you'll notice that these will also retail for a little bit lower than, you know, normal Air Jordan 1 mid. Um, at least it was when I was getting into it. I actually have a pair of Air Jordan 1 KOs. It's sort of like the poor man's Royals because it is that black and royal blue colorway. So um, pretty amazing shoe for what it is. You know, it's not too expensive. It's cheap. Um, and I can imagine that despite ha these having the, you know, Chance the Rapper social work tie-in to it, I think that uh, I think that these will be relatively easy to get. The one thing that's a little bit confusing to me is actually the colorway. It sort of has this Miami Dolphins-esque colorway with the, the teal and the orange. It's a pretty clean shoe overall. There's nothing that, you know, there's is nothing that's crazy about it. So if you like it, you know, go ahead and get it. But for me, these are a pass in terms of resale value. Um, I don't think there will be any Air Jordan 1 KOs is not really a hyped shoe and I think that even if there was an off-white Air Jordan 1 KO I still don't think it would be as highly regarded as the original ones um, So if you guys are interested in the shoe, I would definitely you know put your best foot forward into getting it um, But I think amongst all of the other all-star weekend releases that these are sort of gonna be pushed into the background um, but hey, if you like it, it's an easy cop. I'm a huge fan of the easy cop. I don't care what shoe it is. I don't care if it's an Air Jordan 1 bread. I don't care if everybody and their mother has it. As long as I got my pair, I'm a-okay on that. So the next up is the Air Jordan 10 Wings, another Air Jordan um, collab right here. Now, uh, do I like the Air Jordan 10? Absolutely. Do I like this shoe? No, I think it's hideous. I think it's just a, you know, a mishmash of some random stuff. You know, there's like a foil um, lining to, uh, not lining, panel to it um, with some red, green, and red and blue piping, and then these green elastic bands. I mean, it doesn't look as flashy. It sort of blends in a little bit better um, um, uh, with the predominantly white leather upper. Um, but in terms of, you know, appeal, these just don't do it for me. I don't care if this is a collaboration. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm just not into these. In terms of resale value on these as well, I think that these will, like I said, with similar to the Air Jordan One KOs, amongst all the other hype releases, I think these will go into the background. Don't get, don't, don't forget to. This is the Air Jordan All Star Weekend preview. So there's going to be a lot of different offerings from Nike, of course, and from um, Adidas and all the other brands as well, who have sort of a stake into basketball. You know, I'm sure Puma is also going to put together some stuff as well. So. Um, I would sort of hold off and wait for those gems as opposed to just buying everything. But hey, if you like this shoe, cool, you like it, go ahead and buy it. It has a translucent outsole, which is pretty cool. That's always nice to see on an Air Jordan 10. 
Um, and the only sort of subtle, the, the major difference for me on this is that the addition of those back tabs on the heel, I don't believe that's standard with an air. No, those aren't standard. That's not standard with an air drone 10. It's been a while since I've owned a pair of 10s. Um, but either way, like I said, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, um, then you can pass on them. So onto the shoe that I am most excited about it is the Air Jordan One Pack. This is the um, what are they calling these again? These are called the New Beginnings Pack. Alrighty, so the New Beginnings Pack is sort of, in my opinion, the highlight of the entire week. Well, you know the uh, the Off White Fives are cool. The problem is, is that those are probably going to be really tough to get. So this could be a nice consolation prize for you guys. Um, you know, this is the Air Jordan 185 Varsity, uh, not Varsity Red. This is the uh, New Beginnings pack. And um, so back when I said that the theme of the All-Star Weekend for Jordan was going to be, you know, these distressed vintage looks, this sort of ties into that. And the reason for that is because it sort of goes back in time to the 85. This is what they're calling them, right? The Air Jordan 185. And it sort of emphasizes the fact that what was old is cool. And, um, you know, you see that with 90s and the music and the whole fashion scene, of course, that we're, we all resonate with. As you can tell, baggier clothing is more in fashion, is more in style. You know, bulkier shoes are back in style, right? You know, um, you can even see those with those Fila disruptors. However, you know, whatever your thoughts are on those um, but, uh, you know, they're definitely prominent. They're everywhere. So you got to give Philo their credit for that one. And the important thing here is that, like I said, the Air Jordan, what's, what was old is now cool. So now everything's being redesigned and rephrased to look like, uh, an Air Jordan one from 1985 in terms of the stitching, in terms of the shape of the shoe and the material choices. So this means that we are going to get Nike Air on the tab for any of you guys that care. I personally don't care. I just don't want it on the heel. You know, there was a time when they were putting the Jumpman logo on the heel of the actual shoe. I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, I'm still a Nike Air kind of guy, so I'll take it wherever I can get it. Now, in terms of this shoe, it is also releasing alongside with the Nike Airship. For those that don't know, that was actually the first Nike shoe that Michael Jordan wore on court. Um, I can't say ever, but that was the original deal. So he obviously got the Air Jordan 1. But before that shoe came out, he was actually wearing a Nike Airship in this particular colorway. Um, so this was sort of the Nike basketball itch shoe at the time. Michael Jordan, of course, was a rookie from North Carolina transitioning to the Chicago Bulls and so this is the sort of shoe that he was given up front and um, it wasn't until the Air Jordan 1 that he would actually stop wearing the airships and go back to that. Um, now that that's where the sort of pack comes from once again the once again the um, the All-Star Weekend is in Chicago so there's going to be a lot of nods to the city and I think this is the, the one of the more prominent ones is you know releasing the OG uh, shoe that Michael Jordan wore the Nike airship and in terms of colorway like look I don't absolutely love I can't say that oh I've been on the Air Jordan ship wave you know uh, or I've been on that boat excuse the pun but uh, you know it's a cool shoe it's a great colorway I think that, that if they tried to make it into something else it would have been a bit of a miss but based on how it looks now you know you see the Air Jordan ones um, with that red paneling and that white this is just amazing whatever shade of red that is it just absolutely kills it it sort of reminds me of the red version of the storm blues so if you guys look at the air Jordan one storm blues it sort of had this colorway to it um, but these ones in particular 
these sort of have a similar red. It's more of like a cherry red as opposed to a varsity red, um, which means that it's a little bit darker as opposed to brighter. And uh, back to the 1985 version, you also notice that the tongue of the shoe, it has more of like a cream color as opposed to, uh, you know, a pure white. And I think that later on in the year, we are going to get the Chicago 1985 editions with that off-white midsole, which is an amazing shoe um, in terms of the leak pictures that I've seen. So you can also expect those to be crazy in resale. So if you're looking for a ticket this year in terms of Air Jordan 1s, I would definitely go with that later Chicago pair that's coming out. Now, like I said, um, the Airship and the Air Jordan 1, they're obviously releasing in a pack. And um, like I said, it's pretty standard shoe, the ships. Looks like an Air Jordan 1, but it's not. Um, it, it doesn't have that back heel to it. And uh, But I, I could easily rock these. It seems like it's a nice mid to high cut. So these are definitely rockable. I I am kind of... Sh it's kind of shitty how we're sort of being forced to buy both. Um, but you know what? For 500 bucks Canadian and for something um, uh, American, I think that this is actually a decent deal. Um, so we'll see what availability is like. But uh, you know what? I'm going to be trying to get my my hands on a pair and hopefully I can keep both of them but we'll see I'm going to Florida soon so I sort of have to pace myself I also want to get some stuff at round two as well um, but either way I think that's enough of the new beginnings pack um, it'll be interesting to see what the packaging looks like on that so uh, details to come on that release so another polarizing shoe to talk about from the Air Jordan lineup is the Chicago Air Jordan 3 in this, uh, what are they calling it? It is a fire red colorway. So me personally, I actually really, I don't, I do not like these. I don't like these. There's something up with them. I think it's the combination of the gray with the red. I don't know what it is. It normally looks well. It looks great together, but something about the shoe is just like, can't, it's not doing it for me. I do expect these to sell out based on the spectacle. Maybe not because of all the other shoes that are releasing. So uh, don't quote me on it. But I do think that overall this is a desirable shoe. Why I don't like it. Like I said, I think it's the mixture of the of the of the cement print with the red and the black laces. Something about the shoe just isn't resonating with me. Sometimes they can grow. Like it's not that bad. Would I wear them if I sent them? They were sent to me free. Sure, you know I'll take them. But in terms of me buying them, it's just not gonna happen. So I'm off this wave. Um, but hey, it's a it's a cool shoe. It sort of makes sense on paper. You know I think it is gonna be popular. So if you like it, then I encourage you to buy it because I have four pairs of Air Jordan threes. I absolutely love the Air Jordan three. So um, it is just an amazing shoe. I got a pair right there. This is the cool gray Air Jordan 3s with some crap on the sides. These are getting destroyed, um, but I kind of like how it looks. Check out the heel tab of these. Look at that. It's completely missing. Missing from here as well. So, um, But hey, it's all part of the process, right? It makes for a story, so um, I do enjoy uh, wearing those. Next up is the Air Jordan 6 in the DMP pack, or the DMP edition Air Jordan 6s. Um, comes with a gold hang tag uh, and that standard gold on the heel of the sneaker, that little arch that it has right above the air bubble. This is an amazing shoe. I absolutely love it. The only thing is, is that I will not be picking these up. Reason being is that I have the Air Jordan 6 infrareds. They're just too similar. 
you know, when you're on a budget and you're trying to save your money so that you can get out of your parents' house and get your own studio. It's just one of these things where you got to pick and choose in terms of releases. So uh, I do think it's an amazing shoe if you're on the fence about it. I highly encourage you to get it. Quality on these seems to be great. Um, but for me particularly, I'm just going to be passing on these. I actually think I might like the sevens that came alongside these as well. Um... But what can I say? This is such an amazing shoe. Um, it's just too similar to the infrareds. It's similar, but it's not. Like, this is a completely different pack. It comes with the gold hang tag, which is pretty cool. Um, but you know what? If you were 100 yards away and are, you know, 50 yards away and you saw someone wearing these, I think the gold would actually bleed out a bit. So, um, like I said, I'm going to pass on these. But I think it's great that they're sort of re-retroing these, these, um, these different shoes and packs. I just kind of hope that, uh, you know, they would... Um, you know, read some of the other ones that I uh, much prefer. But hey, Jordan Britton doesn't cater to me. They cater to, cater to everybody. So I just pulled up a photo of the Air Jordan 1 UC, UNC to Chicago. Um, I When I was doing research for the pod, I just realized that this is actually a woman's colorway. Um, I do not like these. I think that it's, uh, you know, I, I'm just not a fan of the, ma the mismatch pairs of sneakers, right? So you have the top three Air Jordan 1s. You got the... Chicago bread, whatever you want to call it, shoes. I'm just not personally a fan of these two-tone things to them, um, combining two colorways. I don't think that UNC blue and black, the two colors together, I don't think they match. I think UNC is synonymous with white. And so the that color blue mixed with it is just not something that I'm into. I think if it was a royal blue, okay, it would be pretty good. We've sort of seen that before, though. Um... And yeah, these just uh, these just aren't doing it for me. So these are, of course, a pass. Of course, you know, they're a woman's shoe. But hey, I literally, what was it the other day? I just got a woman's shoe. Yeah, so those Air Max 90s in that Volt colorway, that was a woman's shoe. Well, it's not a woman's shoe. It's a unisex shoe, but I purchased it in woman's sizing. Uh, so I'm a 10 or a 10 and a half, depending on the shoe. And uh, that's pretty much it. There's a bunch of other slew of basketball sneakers that are also releasing. There's a couple Don C releases in terms of Air Force Ones. Um, but I'm actually going to be passing on those. Um, and I'm pretty happy about it. Um, so for me, All-Star Weekend, I'm going to be going for the Air Jordan 1 pack. I absolutely really, really love them. I hope they go out to all the retailers so that they're a little bit more available. But um, hey, what can you do? It's just one of things, those things that you got to live with. Okay, so let's transition into the next segment, and I'm going to be showing you guys a style tip on how to match, you know, how to wear sort of pattern pants. So I have a number of different pattern pants uh, just to the left of me hanging up. This one is by far my favorite, and the reason why I absolutely love these ones is just because of the, the material um, as well as the pattern and the color. So number one, this is a pretty lightweight material. It's comfortable. It's flexible. I got these from Zara. They're around $79. So this is something that you'll see that's pretty standard from their collection. Um, and you know, it's something too special or crazy about it. But what I love most about these is you can get them at a place. You can walk into your local mall and pick up a pair of pants like these. Um, but you know what? This is a bold pair of pants and there's a way to rock them and there's a way not to rock them. So I'm going to be teaching you guys that. And um, this is a nice beige color it's got a nice print to it it's very detailed but it's not uh, too detailed where there's too much or going on it's not too busy right um, so from afar you know it will look like a standard pair of beige pants khaki pants but the closer that you get to it you'll see that these they do have some amazing details to them for example they do have this little bit of blue piping into it um, so it sort of gives off more of a spring or lighter vibe to it 
So I also wanna, one other thing is that when I purchased these, I did have to get these hemmed. Um, so uh, keep that in mind. So there's a couple ways that you can style these. I'm just gonna hop over to the right over here. So um, what I like to do is I like to wear these with uh, similar you know, earth tones. So this is where you're going to be pulling out your browns or your creams. If you don't have any, I highly recommend it. I don't know what it is, but I absolutely have been on this tear where I'm buying earth tones. You know, it's similar to this uh, uh, hoodie that you see right here. It's sort of a natural green color. So what you can do is actually, I have this, um, you guys may have seen this in a bunch of my videos, but uh, this is a cream colored sweater that I picked up from Frank and Oak, which is a local Canadian retailer. Uh, once again, also in most malls nowadays, so uh, you can definitely check that out. So as you can see, the two tones next to each other, they give it a nice vibe to it. There's still a bit of a contrast, um, but I think that the two colors themselves, they do complement each other. So this is what you can sort of wear in a more office environment. The sweater itself is pretty fitted. You know, you could throw under like a white uh, collar underneath it to really take it to the next step. But uh, this is also a pretty warm, cozy sweater. So uh, there are different variables that you can wear. You could also style them. And I'm gonna pull up this shirt more. You can actually style it with a, a nice plain gray t-shirt. This one is from the Uniqlo U collection. Um, and as I, as you can see, the two pants together, the gray with the beige, it still complements each other pretty well. You know, if if you're in a vibe, uh, I, you can tuck the shirt into the pants. That's just not something that I'm particularly doing these days. I'm just not a huge shirt tucker. Um, but let me tell you something. These are great. You know, you can flip up the sleeves because this is a bit of a boxier uh, fit to it in terms of the t-shirt. Uh, $12.99. These are actually on sale right now for $7 or $9.99. So if you guys are into that kind of thing. Definitely check it out. By far my favorite t-shirt. So either way, the point is, is that this is a very versatile pant. You know, you can wear it casually. You can dress it up. You can dress it down. Um, and you can wear it with a pair of white sneakers. You know, I like to rock these with my Reebok Classic. Um, the Reebok Workout Plus. Super, you know, slim. You know, you can wear these with a pair of Stan Smiths if that's what you're into. Um, so definitely highly recommend these. Once again, only around 79 bucks. And in terms of pattern pants, I would sort of tend to go um, with some of your mall ver varieties or as whatever. Uh, reason being is because you know you can try it on, you can sort of feel the material of the pants and it's also for a decent price. Um, and next up is probably one of my most complimented, commented on pants as you can tell. Uh, this is a nice dark blue color with some black and gray hits to it. Um, and once again, this sort of goes into the subtlety of the pant. So even though there's a lot going on, it's also a relatively subtle uh, design element to it. So as you can see from far away, it'll probably look like a pair of navy or black pair of pants. But, you know, the closer you get, you're actually seeing the details to them. And I absolutely love how the black, the gray, the charcoal gray, and the actual navy blue complement each other. Um... Every time I wear these, I get compliments on them. So what I would do with these is I would actually wear these with a black shirt. You can wear a black collar, uh, uh, not a black collar, a black uh, polo shirt. You can know you can wear this with a black sweater. Um, in terms of casually, I think this might be a little bit tougher to pull off. Um, but you know, you, if you if you guys are on your dress shoe game, you know you throw these on with a pair of you know desert boots. Uh, some some, some uh, what I do usually is I wear these with a blue pair of suede uh, desert boots, and um, you know it just gives it a really nice casual vibe to it. So. Um, Either way, I don't know if I would wear these just chilling, you know, just around the house or whatever. This is great for more, I think, formal occasions just because it's a bit of darker 
and um, it just in terms of the cut of the pant as well, it's it's uh, it's got a more formal fit to it. Um, but either way, you know, you can also rock these with uh, you know a gray polo. This is a, a combination that I often rock. Is I have this gray polo right here, and I'll wear these uh, pants together. And when it's paired together, you know, the shirt really pops off of the pants. So uh, some great varieties there. And um, going into the last couple pairs of pants that we have, sorry, that was also from Zara, same sort of price point, um, still very, very fresh. Next up is this uh, pair of pants that I have here. These are, I think these are also from Zara. Zara like I said, Zara is just a good place to get these types of styles. So, um, like I said, what I love most about it is you walk into the mall, you, you know, you can go check it out. So this one right here is um, less of a navy blue. It has a satin finish to it. Uh, so there's a bit of a shimmer, um, which I think gives it off a more formal vibe to it. And in terms of the, the, the cut as well, same sort of deal. Um, it's, a, it's a very formal fit in terms of material choice as well. So you notice that more denims is more casual vibe to it. Once you start getting to the chino fits, that's when you're getting a little bit more down that formal line. And um, this is great because it's more of a... Um, exaggerated pattern with these large squares, this large checkered pattern right here. Um, but because the the actual checks themselves are um, a baby blue, it sort of fades a little bit more into the pant. And like I said, it's another one of these pants that is very subtle. You know, as you get closer to the pant, you can the the, the details will will reveal themselves. But in actuality. You know what? It's actually a bit busier. So from far away, you know, you'll notice that it it, it just looks like a pair of blue pants. Um, so these are also great. Um, you know, you can wear these with a baby blue shirt um, so that you can get the compliments off of the pants, um, the checker print. But you can also wear it with a blue. This is a really great look. I absolutely love how the gray works with the blue as well. So it's great for more formal fits too. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty versatile piece there. And the last pair of pants that I want to show you guys today is more on the casual side. So this is, we are looking at a pair of camouflage pants. Uh, these are from Dockers. Funny story with these is I was actually, uh, got these back in 2014, I believe. Um, and, uh, or maybe it was 2012. It was when the Air Jordan uh, 1 Royals had just dropped, 2013. And um, I was waiting in line. I was too late in line. And so I passed on them. Uh, not I passed on them, but I didn't end up getting the Air Jordan ones. So I was just in the local area shopping around. I stopped by uh, Urban Outfitters, I believe, and I picked up these um, these pair of camouflage dockers. I just absolutely fell in love with the print of them. Um, and I think that in terms of the colors and the tones of the actual camouflage print, this is definitely one of the best. This is a Chino's fit. Um, just for you guys wondering and the quality of them is really great so dockers you know they're pretty wide and available similar to how champion is but they do have their own line of clothing where you're actual able to get more craftsmanship better craftsmanship out of the pants as well so um, this is a casual I wouldn't really wear these in a formal occasion um, you can definitely do it but you'll you might stand out a little bit too much so um, because this is more casual you know you you can go ahead and rock these with your favorite boxy hoodie. So as you can see, I almost exclusively only wear camo with black. I just find that the combination itself is just unbeatable. You know, you can also wear it with similar colors that you see here. You know, you could wear it with, you know, a, a, the, a darker color green or something, um, but you'll kind of might look a little too GI Joe. Um, but this is a great combination. You know, you got your favorite boxy hoodie. You know, you got your, uh, you know, you got your camel pants and it's just a really clean look. Sneakers, 
definitely wear black sneakers with these. Some low top sneakers is what I preferred. Back in the day when I first got these, remember I've had these for a number of years now, um, I was wearing them with a pair of all black Hirachis. So what I would do is I would do that old school pinwheel trick to them. And then I would also um, rock those with, uh, yeah, some, some low top black sneakers. They have uh, low top, you can get yourself a pair of Air, Air Force One black lows. You know, you can get yourself a pair of black Stan Smiths, something that's not too busy. So another thing and last closing point in terms of tips of wearing pattern pants, definitely wear them with... A more muted outfit so as you can see I wasn't wearing any graphic t-shirts I wasn't wearing any labeled brand big brand names nothing and even in terms of the sneaker choices I would keep it boom nice monochrome sneakers all black sneakers all gray all white I would keep it at that um, you know navy as well if you're wearing some of the blue pants um, but in terms of patterns definitely keep the rest of the outfit muted because if you're wearing too many patterns I think it can absolutely pop it's a that's a little bit of a veteran move so even for myself that's something that's a little bit trickier to rock it has to be similar tones and the patterns have to complement each other but that's a video for another day um, and I just think that that is just, if you go with those simple principles of, you know, wearing it with monochrome sneakers, making sure the fit is right, and uh, going with the whole ambiance of the actual pants itself, wearing formal with formal, vintage, uh, um, uh, casual with casual, I think you guys will be good to go. Now, in terms of um, in going on to the next segment, which is some cool movies. Um, you know, one of the things that I did want to talk about is a great movie that I saw recently, which is Uncut Gems. Guys, let me know. Shoot me a note on Instagram, whatever have you. Let me know what your, uh, you know, what you thought of the movie. Uh, so the, this is a bit of a spoiler alert. There might be some spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, guys, thanks for listening. We're going to close off with this segment. Um, but one thing to know is that it was an amazing movie. You know, um, Adam Sandler hit it out of the park. He did a tremendous job, and it was great to see him stepping away from, you know, more of a comedy role. And, uh, you know, it was, I thought he was a bit snubbed from the Oscar selection, some of the award shows. But hey, you know what? If you've been putting out a bunch of duds for a number of years, like some of his past movies have been, you know, it's tricky to sort of get that award recognition. Either way, I thought he hit it out of the park, and it, I'm really excited to see what his next steps are. I heard that he got a deal with Netflix where he's got former movies in the works um, but he also tweeted that if he doesn't win if he isn't nominated for an award he's gonna go off and make some shitty movies like he kind of said he always kind of did so uh well it'd be interesting to see how that goes either way I think that it was an amazing movie from start to finish it was just very tense lots of tension you know for those that you have never heard of Un uncut gems it's about a, a jewish jeweler diamond jeweler from new york city who is in debt with a lot of people and in order to repay his debts um, his gambling debts is he actually tries to gamble a little bit more. He has a gambling addiction. He's not a very good jeweler, not a very good family man. So from beginning to end, he's getting himself in all kinds of trouble. And, um, you know, I love it. I love how it's a unique idea. You know, we're seeing a lot of the same cut and paste formulas in terms of superhero movies, which is great if you're into that. Um, but I always reward, you know, a, a new idea, right? A unique idea. So I thought it was an amazing movie. Um, the woman in it, Julia Fox, my God, she plays the, uh, she plays the sort of, uh, 
she plays the girlfriend of Adam Sandler. So he's married, but he also has a girlfriend. Uh, so he, she, oh, she's just 10 out of 10. Highly recommend you guys watch it. If you don't like, if you don't like Adam Sandler, trust me, watch it for her. And uh, yeah, it, it was it was a great movie. Uh, Kevin Garnett's in it. There's a couple cameos as well. The Weekends in it. He plays both play themselves, but in a subtle way. It's not like they overtook the movie. Maybe The Weekend a little bit more. Um, but either way, great great movie overall. Couple parts of it were a little weird. Couple parts of it were a little weird. Um, you know, there was one particular scene where. You know, he gets this uh, this diamond that's supposed to be this amazing gemstone, and it's supposed to be worth a million dollars, but somehow, you know what, the deal falls apart. And somehow, like, he just lends it to Kevin. So Kevin Garnett's interested in buying it because he kind of sees it. And then he's just like, hey, yeah, sure, take my million-dollar rock before you play a basketball game. And he just leaves the actual jewelry shop with this supposed million-dollar stone. And uh, I just didn't think that, like, if you really hit the lottery with this this precious gem, you know, why would you lend it to somebody? You know what I mean? So it's just something that I thought was a little bit weird. And, of course, uh, you know, that those actions sort of play out for the rest of the movie as well. But either way, let me know what new music, new movies you guys are rocking with. Uh, I don't have my phone on me because it's using the film um, part of this. Um, but in terms of new music, there is definitely a lot that I'm listening to, always listening to music. Um, so number one off rip is I've listened to a lot of Watch the Throne lately. Um, but there's a, a, a dope song called How I Move um, from Flip De Niro. Uh, featuring Lil Baby, I'm Lil Baby, and uh, it's a really great song, I've been bumping some Baby Keem, uh, you know, he, uh, Drake gave him a shout out in his, um, in his, uh, in his Rap Radar interview, and it's got a really nice flow to it, it's pretty unique, plus he's a new artist, so I give him a little bit of a shout out, um, so Jack Boy, same deal, that song Gang Gang, they have is just a, whoo, Gang Gang, it's just a dope song. And last but not least, is bumping some of the Circles album from Mac Miller, uh, particularly the one song, Blue World. I thought the album itself was a little bit slower, um, but I did enjoy that song. So uh, that's pretty much it. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Let me know what you think about the format, and uh, appreciate you guys for listening. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace.